is today. Today? It is Wednesday, my dude. This is gonna be great! <laughs> Hello everybody, it's Wednesday. I was thinking, what do you think of Wednesdays? Like, in general. When we're talking about days of the week, what is your thoughts when it comes to Wednesday? Is it like, a, it's just halfway through your week? It's hump day, you know? Oh, um, are you excited? Because you're like, Wednesday's the greatest? Because Pastor Adam's devotional podcast is on i mean i know that's probably a lot of on a lot of people's minds uh it's it's, it's a good thought but uh, I, I was just wondering what do you what do you think of wednesdays for me it's kind of like a whirlwind day because i get here i record the devotional podcast then i have to edit it um then as soon as that's done and i upload it which takes a long time then it's lunchtime once lunch is over i try to uh Upload the message for this Sunday onto ProPresenter if it's up, if Pastor Tommy has it done, which takes a long time. That takes me to the end of the day. Then I hit the gym, get small group that night, and then after small group is the Mandalorian. So Wednesdays overall are, are awesome days for me. I, I really enjoy it. And um, so hopefully you all have a, a Wednesday like that. For Another thing is I watch... Uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN for about 45 minutes in the morning to get my little sports fix, you know, we'll see what's going on and all that. Um, and I've seen many times they, they keep continuing to have this debate on which day of the week is the best. And um, the debate is this, like some people think Friday is the best day of the week because they're like, and we're talking about a regular works week where you're off on the weekends. I know a lot of people out there probably work on the weekends. I don't know. I'm just saying, in general, a lot of people think Friday is the best day because yes, you're even at, you're at work, but you're like, ah, oh, but it's Friday. I can go out tonight. I could sleep in in the morning. Um, there's a lot, there are lots of good stuff. You know, I have I have all day off tomorrow. I have Sunday off. So it's like your your weekend's in front of you, and you're excited about it. So that's that's the debate for. Friday, but the others are like, no, Saturday is the best day because that is your best day. You're not at work. You get to sleep in. You can go out that night. You got nothing to do. No worries. You still have Sunday off and all that. So they, a lot of other people debate that Saturday is the best. And it's interesting. Nobody picks Sunday because they all say, oh, Sunday's the worst. The worst, even though you're off because you're thinking about going to work that next week. And I'm like, that seems a little silly. You know, for me, Sunday is awesome. Now, I may be biased, but here's the thing. It doesn't sound like it should be the best day uh, on paper. You know, a lot of football teams, you're like, they're good on paper, but when it comes to field, But here's the thing. So I sleep terribly on Saturday night because I'm thinking about Sunday. But Sunday morning, I wake up early, 6.15, I know that's that's one strike against a lot of people. Like, you got to wake up and say, yeah, I know. Trust me, if I could wake up at 11 and have my Sunday start after that, it would be great, but it's not the case. But I wake up 6.15, I get here to the church, I turn everything on, I prepare, I run through everything again, I make sure everything's good. But it's 
the 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 service on Sunday is fantastic. I love worshiping, singing, and just afterwards being in the lobby talking to people, cutting it up, you know, you know, that kind of stuff. Then I get to look forward to a nap, which is amazing. One of my favorite quotes was from George Costanza on uh, Seinfeld. And when they were talking about naps, he said, sometimes a good nap is the only thing that gets me out of bed in the morning. I, I relate to that. I get it. Uh, but so I either have a nap or like this coming Sunday, there's the Ale and Octane uh, car show. So I'm going to go to that with my daughter, Lola. So there's just a lot of good things happening on Sunday. You got shows to watch at night. There's youth group. There's all, all kinds. Of, I, I really like Sunday. But also, when they said that they don't, uh, on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, they said they don't like Sunday because they're thinking about you know, kind of dreading the next week. But I don't have a job that I dread. Like, I enjoy coming in on Monday, too. So, I don't know. Weird. Anyway, speaking of Sunday, let's talk about Easter Sunday. That's going to be February 9th. It's coming soon. And it's exciting. And you may know this, you may not, I'm sure you do, but Easter service is the most attended church service in all churches across the country. So it's a big day, big attendance. Now these group of people that we'll see, pretty much called Christers, so they come on Christmas and Easter. Those are the two services they attend. It becomes like a tradition. We just go to church on Christmas and, and on Easter. And we get to hear about the birth of Jesus and we hear about the resurrection of Jesus. But my question is, don't these people get tired of hearing the same message? I think I would. Like, if you're going to make the effort to go to church twice a year, wouldn't you want some a different message once in a while? I, I mean, it seems natural. Now, I know that things change. Like, you're going to get the same messages, but you, churches like like all around the country, I'll try to make it a little more interesting. And think, so, so, for instance, last year, Tim and I planned like this big Easter extravaganza thing. And, and we purposely took people from creation through the fall to the cross to the resurrection and, and we made it interactive, so there's things for you to do. Um, there was lots of multimedia, so video, songs, um, things that, you know, like you had to uh, hammer in um, things to a cross. You had to hold rocks. There's lots of cool things that we did to try to, like, get people interested to come back, to investigate, you know, that type of thing. Now, we're not going to be doing that same thing this year. But it, we're still going to, because you got to keep it fresh. New new perspectives, new new looks at it. So it's going to be good. Uh, but for those people that are coming to hear the same message, wouldn't, wouldn't they want to hear something different? Because I don't know if they know this, but there's 50 other weeks during the year that we talk about all sorts of other stuff. We have, hear lots of different messages. Messages that we need to hear. Messages that convict us. Messages that inspire us messages that grow us, not only um, in our faith and spiritually, but emotionally. Like, there's lots of things that you can take out of these messages 
that they're missing. So it's time that we, you, take initiative and take that extra step with the people who we invite that maybe only come once or twice a year. And how do we take that next step? Now, I know a lot of people are like, I really don't like taking next steps. I like to just be where I'm at. Well, I'm sorry, but we're talking about taking a step. So we're going to do like, so we start by praying. Praying that this Easter service will speak to them, will speak to their heart, speak to their mind, and it will inspire them to investigate. That it'll prompt them to want to hear another message the next week. And the next week, you know, we, we need to do that. It's a very important prayer. It's so important. So important that Jesus prayed that exact prayer. What? Yeah. So if we go to John 17, I heard, I heard this message at a different church. And it says, uh, and, and we're in John 17, 13 through 20. They were going through this scripture. Um, Jesus first prays for his disciples in, in John 17. And so 13, it says, I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I'm still in the world so that you may have the full measure of my job, my joy within them. I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world anymore that, than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by a truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them, I sanctify myself that they too may truly be sanctified. So in this part here, he's praying to God. He's, he's going and praying to God saying, protect these disciples that I have that are going to form your church, that are going to share the good news, that are going to impact the world. Keep them safe from the evil one. They know your truth, and that's what they're going to give you, right? So, But then he prays for us. He prays for you. He prays for me. He prays for our family. He prays for our kids, our neighbors, everyone who will hear the gospel from his disciples and from their disciples and from their disciples and so on. And it starts here in verse 20. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. He's praying for us. We are in the Bible. And so many times we think that we just pray to God and, and it's awakening. Jesus prayed to God. Jesus modeled it for us. And if he did it and we're striving to be like him, we should be praying these same prayers. We need to pray for this Easter to change people, not just in our church, but in churches around the world. And if you think we can just pray and call it a day, well, you're wrong. Next, you, we, have to take another step, a next step. You're like, oh, all these steps, I'm tired. I know. And I know this is going to sound crazy, you're, you're going to be like, what? But the next step after that, after we pray, we have to 
talk to those people. <laughs> Have gospel conversations. I know, you. I don't like to talk to people. It makes me uncomfortable. Are you more comfortable not talking to someone and not sharing the gospel, not encouraging somebody else to form a relationship with Jesus, knowing that they may never come to know him and end up uh, perishing in hell? Is that going to make you comfortable? I mean, do you ever, do you ever think uh, like, a, see somebody and be like, like, man, I could have at least made an effort, but, and, and I could have saved so-and-so, but nah, I'm comfortable. Oh, well, have fun burning down there. No, we don't say that. I hope you don't. If you do, we got problems. We need to do better as Christians. Do better. I've said that before on these podcasts that we need to do better. I've, I've said, I've laid out what we need to do. Pray for the people attending Easter service. Have the gospel conversations. Be uncomfortable. And here's the thing. You do that enough, you won't be uncomfortable. It will become comfortable. And you know what that will do? You will also become more comfortable at night when you go to sleep, knowing that at a minimum you tried, that you did share the gospel, and it is in God's hands now. That's what we can do. So I'm asking to take two steps this week, the next two weeks, praying for the people that will be changed, praying that the people that attend Easter services around the world, that they are changed, that they want to learn more, come back to church, um, investigate who Jesus is, investigate this faith, and have those conversations with them. If you see someone in church that you haven't seen before in the lobby, go talk to them. Hey, I'm so-and-so. What'd you think of the message? What, 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 What do you think about this whole resurrection thing? You want to go to lunch? Talk about it? I mean, I don't need you to be like super aggressive because we don't want to scare anybody away either. But if you know them, if it's a neighbor or something like that, let's let's continue this conversation. Let's talk about more. Hey, next week, can you you want to come with me? I want to, we'll see what they have to say next week. I bet you it's something cool. I bet you it's different than what we just talked about in Easter. Maybe even say, aren't you tired? Say you know somebody who comes just every Christmas Easter. Aren't you tired of these messages? You know it. You know what we're going to talk about. How about next week? You know what we're going to talk about? And they go, no, what? And I go, I don't know either. But we'll find out. It, it's We can do this. We need to do better. So that's what I have today. Hope you liked it. Hope it meant something to you. Share it if you'd like. Uh, and I will see you next Wednesday. 